Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting live from Craft Concord right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. Of course, I'd be your host, Biggin. How about you? Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the team. Uh, we've got our producer, Brian. Hey, guys. And the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one. 2016's honorable mention. What is that? Uh, axe throwing champion of the year. Ooh. The inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo. I just want to let you know, just because you have a guitar. Yeah. And mic set up and amps and speakers and you know the you can remember the lyrics uh-huh. to songs it doesn't make you a musician you can't remember anything there's a music stand there <laughs> yeah well, I'm, gonna, I'm just i'm just saying that if you hear a horrible background noise in the back it's yeah. right and that's the shortest he's stage trying. trailer i've ever seen he's trying like, i've done a lot of no he's trying guys. yeah right also the bleeding in my ears is uh kind of interesting yeah so, so that's the other sure. team member here the it's gonna kick us get us kicked off of youtube maybe we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we won't be able to play this one on youtube because it'll it'll pick up the, the there, there's something about the terms and conditions about you know dying cats or something yeah so, yeah. sure yeah yeah no there's that um all right so we are here in craft concord uh what a fantastic turnout we've got um if you don't know if you haven't listened to the show we have got uh the re-grand opening of red hill brewery here in concord uh with them reopening we have got a festival of sorts where we've got uh, axe throwing we've got some uh food trucks a lot of uh craft breweries uh and some are those knickknacks what those are those are, over there? Those are uh, wood, someone got happy on pinterest <laughs> <laughs> and they had a few fallen fallen trees in uh-huh. the uh, backyard so they decided to be crafty with it they I, they just stole a bunch of those uh what are the pallets yeah pallet wood yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so there's that so we're going to uh interview oh there's some food vendors as well uh, Southern Strain Brewery and some others. So we're going to interview some folks uh, as they uh, pop on by. So just uh, sit back, relax. We're going to talk to Chris from Red Hill uh, and Joseph. He's going to tell us about the brewery and the other events that they've got going on weekly. And then we're also going to taste all of their new brews here uh, on the show. So we're excited about that. Gentlemen, are you ready to begin uh, our tasting of the new Red Hill Brews. Absolutely. Um, where's y'all's at? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got these handed to us for free, so we are not going uh, I guess to, free, uh, free 50 is better. Yep. So. Uh, now, you did point out while we were getting these, Producer Brian, that um, we, we've learned some things from the last brewery tasting that we went to, some lessons of learned that we need to make sure that we follow yes. for this one. Yeah, so we went to a Southern Strain, and we started out with IPAs. Yep. Which were good. Yep. But then, I mean, I think the rest of the, I'm pretty sure, I said the beers were good. I think they're good, but my tongue went, may not have known what was good and what wasn't at that point. Because they got fried at some <laughs> point. IPAs, you know. Because they have a unique flavor, and they throw sure. everything else they're a little, off. a little punchy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, so we learned we're going to probably do that one last, right? The yeah. IPAs, yeah. The, the IPAs. will be last, yeah. So yeah. We'll ease into it. Oh, we have a guide coming, too, so we can... Uh, okay. He can maybe walk us through these a little bit. Yeah, what Chris Chris uh, has just walked up. Will you walk us through these beers? Do you have time and capacity to do so? All right. All right, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. What's up? Welcome to Craft Concord. Can you hear me now? That, that's a little bit better. Can we can we get the guy to to turn it down a little bit, the musician? Because we're trying to do a show here. I don't. I'm pretty sure, and I love you guys, but I'm pretty sure everyone else wants to hear them. Oh no, no, I don't think uh, so. What if we just plug into their system and just you know take over your event here? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just take that. That might be cool. Um, it might, clear, like, it might for, clear out for real fast. Twenty too. seconds, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right, so we got the first one is up the downtown blonde. Yeah, so downtown blonde is the artist formerly known as Jane, if you remember from the old stuff. Um, we did tweak it a little bit, 
and I wanted to do that with all the beers, but Jane was a core beer that um, had a huge following. It was just good, clean beer. Um, and I didn't want to do too much because I know my folks love it. Um, we wanted to change the name to bring uh, more downtown Concord uh, personalities to the beer names okay. rather than the personal that we had. And we talked about that on the last show. Right. So the Blonde, that's the closest thing you're going to get to a lager-style beer okay. without it being a lager. Okay. Okay, this is an ale hop, which is different from German beers. When the American hop gives it just a little bit of uh, brightness to it. Um, and a little bit. The cool thing about this beer, you get that honey in the nut on the, the nose. Sorry. Why are you laughing? Sorry. You get the honey, and it's kind of a dry, crisp, bready-like finish that the hops do. Yeah. Um, and that uh, it's a Vienna malt that we add into it, and that's also a German malt. And that that Vienna gives it that little bit of sweetness, and that's okay. the signature. It was the signature of Jane, and now it's the signature of the Downtown Blonde. It just makes it really, really approachable. And yeah. I gotta tell you, um, and I'm an IPA guy, and I think. I, I think Murph is, there, there's no better beer. I, I'm in love with that beer. But the Blonde, when we poured it this week and it came out of the fermenter, uh-huh. um, I mean, I was like shedding a tear uh, because of how outstanding that is. That is a killer, killer beer. I could put that in grocery stores right now. It would sell. So, Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I really like it. It's real, it's very smooth. It has a nice uh, kind of clean finish to it. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Mojo, any thoughts on, on that one? I, I think it's a great... You know, a lot of times uh, some people are intimidated to come to crap breweries because they have a, you know, a lawnmower beer, what we call it, in their mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Or, right. they, you know, they're a lifelong Heineken drinker or, or something like that. I, th- I think, uh, number one, Chris does an amazing job of describing stuff. Right. You know, he, no, 100%. He, he's like, I think he probably could take uh, some of the hood beer that's near my neighborhood. Um, I can sell it, and, man. And you <laughs> Like a, a natty, a natty daddy. I'm sure he probably could add some descriptor sizzle words to it and actually make it sound right. Very delicious. But it's like drinking sparkling water. Yeah, carbonated water. That's that's with, all I got yeah. on that one. <laughs> with a with a bready finish. <laughs> but he doesn't need to with his beer. This no, no, beer, like no. I said. know that. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, the blonde is that's a beer like like I said. People that don't want to they make feel intimidated yeah. this is a very like he said i think the prime word was approachable like yep. someone who drinks a bud light or a bud or miller light you know the lawnmower beers you drink on a hot day that's absolutely right and so you know in craft beer we're always at this like war with big beer right and when people come up and they say oh my favorite beer is a bud light or it's a miller light we all scoff at it um, we do that jokingly. Um, I would never begrudge anyone for liking what they like. Yeah. Um, same thing with whiskey when we talk about whiskey, right? Sure. Do it how you want to do it. But we want to introduce folks. The craft beer community wants to introduce them to locally made stuff that just has more flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an opinion thing, right? It's completely right. subjective, but I know if I let you try this, you're going to love it. Yeah. Um, and so I love to hear people say that. Well, you know, at home right now, I always ask, what's in your home fridge right now? And they'll, you know, cower a little bit. Uh, pizza. No, <laughs> I don't have pizza. I can't. Well, you, you yeah. just come back on Wednesday. Yeah. Because well, you do pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, you know what, Chris? I've got Coors Light in the fridge. You know what? Try the Downtown Blonde, formerly Jane. Um, I know that it's going to have the same flavor profile, but just give you something a little bit extra. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I may have turned you into a craft beer fan. And it's that person a month later comes back and says, you know what? I trusted you, and you came through. Let me try that Murph. Okay. And then we got him. We got, we got the hook Nailed in him. him. Hooked <laughs> him. Gotcha. So this is your gateway beer is what you're saying. <laughs> it hooked you. I don't, know. I don't know if I'm just, sure. That's my gateway beer. That's very good. Um, if, if you are the lawnmower beer person, th- that's the beer you want to start off on. Absolutely. Nice. That is definitely a lawnmower beer. All right, what's the next one we got on the list here? 73 Saison. Saison. Saison, which is a farmhouse-style beer. Excuse me, I'm drinking. Um, Yeah. So this was the very first beer that we did on the new system. Hmm. What we wanted to do, though, is to work out any kinks with the actual brewing portion and not worry about um, fermentation. And I have three massive fermenters that I can control fermentation temps in. Um, with a saison or a farmhouse style, traditionally, you don't have to worry about it. You're using particular yeast that like warmer temperatures. It's going to put off some fruity esters, some kind of weedy, bready, hay-like, grass-like esters in it. And that's traditional of it. It's almost like a funky beer 
um, that is different from batch to batch. Um, so we like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put this beer in our old fermenters. I don't have to worry about the temperature control of it. Let it do what it's supposed to do, and then let me focus on the actual brewing system. Okay. And that's where that beer came about. So that was the first one. It wasn't my recipe. Um, it was a local home brewer named Darren Tucker, and um, he came. He's a good friend, so we came over, and he, he loves brewing saisons. Let's do this thing. Um, and I was uh, pleasantly happy with what that came out because I'm not a big fan of farmhouse-style beers. Um, that's a crusher. That's yeah. a big-time crushing beer. What make what for maybe our listeners that don't know? What is a saison? What what makes a saison? You, a you saison? meant to say uh, asking yeah. for a friend because yeah, absolutely. We, we really I, mean, don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> European, I don't know. It's a European beer. It all has to do with the yeast, um, and you're going to get light, effervescent, um, usually low in alcohol. And you get some, some like I said, some great funky flavors in there. There um, are some funky flavors. You got some um, brilliant Saison brewers around here. TJ at High Branch is uh, the number one guy that comes to mind. And he puts his Saisons in barrels, in wine barrels, and lets them hmm. sit for long periods of time, which really brings out the flavors of that Saison, adds stuff to it. And, I mean, they're brilliant beers. That's something to uh, aspire to, absolutely. Nice. Okay. I think this would be a great next level beer for that person who just migrated from the blonde this would be a great it's got a little more body to it a little yeah, more it hits back of your mouth after you swallow it uh-huh. get the a little bit Kentucky of bub- bubble gum really yeah how about it i'm gonna interrupt here okay uh, he came up with this um and you know it's really complicated game right so okay. ethan he just stopped by for a second hey buddy we're playing guess that beer right now is what you wanted why don't you try a beer and you tell us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, and no. that will not be happening. <laughs> no. Just for the record. Just for the record. The eight-year-old will not be drinking the beer. Right. Nobody said it was eight. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's nine. Teen. Oh. <laughs> All right. What's our next one we're going to go to? The cherry the saison. The cherry saison. Yeah, so it's, it's actually the same exact batch. We we did a three-barrel batch. I split it up into two one-and-a-half-barrel fermenters. Um, and what we want to do oh, yeah. with this one is add some fruit to it. That's simple. It. So it's about um, 10 pounds, uh, or I'm sorry, 10 gallons of uh, a tart cherry puree uh, that came out of Oregon. And, um, you know, they processed it for us so that we could actually add it. And um, I, I really wanted yeah. to have this thing be big, bold, and red like you see at some of these other breweries. Yeah. Um, but without having that portfolio of fruited beers, which I don't have, we've done a handful um, it didn't come out with the color I wanted, but it gives it a nice uh, cherry yeah. finish. Yep. Um, just something a little extra on it. That one has been outperforming the uh, the regular saison. You can kind of taste like that cherry pie that you get at a diner. Yep. It has that yeah. kind of yeah. back finish of it. Yeah, I, I do like this more than the, the one we just had, yeah. for sure. It's, it's just more, more it character. It's it more interesting. And that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the American palate, uh, Darren and I, when we were talking about the saison, he said, Chris, most people don't want to drink a traditional farmhouse beer, a traditional saison with no additions to it. And that's what you had a minute ago. It's different. It's a different acquired taste. We like adding these fruits or putting these things in barrels to give them what us Americans want. It's bigger and bolder, you know. And so that didn't go to the big and bold, but it softened it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, which I like because I'm going to tell you, I do like a lot of these fruited stuff that people are doing, but I want to taste beer. Like at the end of the day, no matter what's in it, I want to know that it's a beer. Um, and there's just kind of quintessential mouth-watering, kind of crisp hoppiness in every beer that, um, that I want out of everything we do, and I still get that out of that. Yeah, absolutely. If you want a if you want a fruity uh, drink, go drink a Truly, or uh, yes. one of those like you know crappy malt liquor drinks. <laughs> so, that's not beer. Uh, I'm going to go a different direction. Have you guys ever thought of using vegetables instead of fruits? Yeah, absolutely. Like a and, kale. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. I mean, um, was it New Serum did a pickle beer uh, a couple months ago? In fact, uh, really? Yep, I saw yesterday that Legion. Juicy J, which is probably the, the one of the region's most popular mm-hmm. beer, um, has a pickled Juicy J. Oh wow! So how about it? Yeah, I yep. think it's a, a new trend you're it starting is a to see. Trend. Yeah, um, gourds. I mean, I've done sweet potatoes okay. and beers right I'll now. We got pumpkins yep. and beer, yep. so um, it is not new. And you know, brewers are always trying to push the limits to help with resources and beer. There's frequently hop shortages, things you can't find, different varieties of hops, and they're saying, you know, how can we? make beer still beer but add other ingredients that may be more sustainable how can i still give it that bitterness um you know you think of like a gruet which um has you know spices and herbs and things like that in it um you can do really fun things with beer without being traditional yeah definitely 
We could make a Chick-fil-A sauce or Chick-fil-A beer. I'm telling you, I'm down for is, it. Is there a meat beer? Like, can we get a chicken Ooh. sandwich beer? Is that a, a One thing? of the guys in the Cabarrus Homebrew Society here did a hot dog beer one year. Did I tell no. you guys about that? Uh, okay. Uh, How was that? That's, so uh, it was an experimental <laughs> fun thing that he did. It was awesome. It's actually uh, Steve Probst. He's the one from Fuse Deco who's playing up there tonight. And he's the lead singer. But Steve said he, what he did is he cooked a bunch of hot dogs, and then he took the hot dog stock. Yeah, as his hot dog water. Wa- water. That's his yeah. water for the beer. Yeah. So he made two versions of it. The first one was just the hot dog water. The second one, he added mustard powder and um, I think chili powder to try to give this reminiscent uh, flavor of ketchup and mustard. I think he even put onion powder in it. <laughs> and um, y'all. So I gotta tell you, it's the grossest thing. Ever. And he would agree. It's, it's I mean, it's a big joke. He still has bottles, and every year at Christmas, he'll pull them out and let us try them again. Um, I I liked the standard way better. The mustard powder has no business in beer. It was disgusting. Um, the other one is you could stand it if it was the last beer on earth, and it was ice, ice, ice cold to numb all those flavors. At, at what point did you say or even think this is a good idea? This is going to fly. You know, that's you never know. I mean, some of the best beers, you'll never know if they're the best unless you try it. Well. You have Clearly to mark it work. off and say that did not work, and that one did not work. Uh, I'm surprised, Mojo, that you have not asked for the uh, banana pudding beer yet. I- I'm leaving that to Leon with the cigars. The cigar. Um, okay. But I, th- I, th- I have had we- banana bread beer before that's really good. We can yeah, do that. Right. Yeah, no, that's been good. But I would, g- I would give you my opinion on the hot dog beer, but you'll just edit it out. So <laughs> 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 We can use the beep part, so there's that. All right, what's the next one on the list here? I guess the 1911 Amber. Yeah, yeah, yeah this it. one just got tapped today. Um, so it's named after our building and the year it was built, 1911. And this is the artist formerly known as Austin with some some actually pretty big tweaks. Um, what oh, I wow. want to do with the Austin's Amber That's is good. I like that. to give it some more bitterness. Um, and there's just a hint of it on the back end. Again, once you swallow, it's there. It dries out your throat a little bit, but it tastes. it's got that beer flavor, if you will. Initial yeah. flavor, almost like a macaroon. Well, huh. and so we used a uh, it's a German um, alt beer ale yeast, which helps leave a little more sweetness in the beer. Okay. Um, the the yeast don't attenuate as good as um, say the Jane yeast, which drops right out um, and dries it out. This has that maltiness on the front end, right? Um, it's just another welcoming beer, that's a, that's a little a bit more of a warmer. Yeah, that's a winner. Yep. Um, like I said, you know the coconut macaroons, right? Yeah, the yeah. Baked ones. That's yep. the, on the front end. It's what it kind of tastes like. Okay. I, I, for me, I mean, everyone. I can't, I can't pa- afford macaroons. So I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> well, one, once upon a time, <laughs> yeah. I heard, actually, I heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who told me about it. So, <laughs> well, I saw. I was watching the Instagram feed, and I saw you guys talking about this this morning. And I went, okay, I can't wait to get there and try this. This is really good. It's refreshing. I, I really like this beer. I'm yeah. a brown well, ale kind of guy. Anyway, like that's like my, my absolutely. I told Joey, go-to, but that's good. I like that. I told Joey. When it was in the fermenter, I said the amber is going to be sneaky good. Everyone wants to drink Murph, um, and rightfully so. And as of last night, everyone wants that stout. But the amber is that one that's like, you know, I'm going to try everything else, yeah. but that's a go-to. I think that that's out of all of them, beer. I think the cherry saison and the uh, the amber are probably my two favorites so far. Almost. Here we go. So Here the, ni- we go. the 1911, it, ca- it came from the, the name came from the building? Yeah, the the building that we're in, this McClellan building, was built in 1911. Okay, all right. I was really hoping there was like a a, a gun reference to that because I love the <laughs> 1911. I that yeah. is, so it's a dual reference. I'm happy that you picked that out. Joey would be very pleased to know that you picked that out because he said the same thing. Um, but no, it's about it's about the year the building was built. Well, that's a shame. We'll just go with a gun reference. You got it. Next right. up is the uh, which one is that? The stout. What's the name of the stout? This is Dolomite. All right, you have to tell us about Dolomite. Yep, so Dolomite, Dolomite was an actual character back in the seventies. Did made a really well. He was bad comedian, good comedian, but like the bad (laughs) guy, the kind that Ethan can't listen to, and and I even blush at. Um, And so he made a movie. We're talking a movie that didn't cost hardly anything. It's the most amateurish thing ever made, and the thing ended up grossing like ten million dollars. So he became pretty famous back in the day. so they, Eddie Murphy just did a movie on his life and his story, and it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's called Dolomite's My Name because Dolomite has a saying, and the saying is this, and I'm, I'm going to have to clean it up. He sure. says, Dolomite's My Name, and 
messing up. Mother Messers is my game. All right, you got me? Yeah. Okay. So oh, wow. this is why I hate this, this is why I hate a, doing a suitable for work podcast. <laughs> well, go ahead and say it. No. Just no. let her rip. The no, messer up, messer uppers. There's kids listen. That's okay because you can go watch and listen. But so Dolomite, you'd have to know his character, read about him, see the movie. He's so big and bad and bold. And then he's got that saying. And when we brewed this, and it's almost 11 percent, I said, "Man, this is going to mess." us up and I was like oh it's Dolomite that's Dolomite why because it's going to mess you up Dolomite's his name messing you up is his game yeah and that's why we made it and it's a fun beer it's not a staple um, this is a one off uh, we may do it again I mean it I, it almost outpaced Murph last night it's the tis, tis the season for stout so yeah I like it uh, and, and I said that this would be fantastic in a bourbon barrel absolutely oh, right? yeah, what, tell me yeah. the flavors you get out of it I'd be interested to know how you, you pick I, it out you, it a little bit of vanilla, I'm but like caramelly <coughs> kind of thing. Yeah, that, going it, on. yeah, actually, yeah. probably more of a, a, a brown sugar. Yeah, yeah. that's like a brown, um, brown but also sugar. what's that? Yeah, good. But also um, a little bit of like dry cocoa powder. If you ever put like a tablespoon of cocoa powder, like sweetened, I'm talking about sweetened cocoa okay, powder. Okay, okay. But or uh, okay, you get a little I, bit I of you. that. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the brown, that caramelized brown sugar yeah. taste, you get yeah. that. No, I'll give you that. It's set on vanilla. Um, it has added espresso to it, um, just to help bolster the flavors. I get chocolate out of it. There's absolutely zero. Ch- there's a chocolate malt in it, but that's not to be confused with chocolate. Yeah. Okay, I chocolate malt is just about the color of the malt, um, and then some of the notes you get once it's mashed into the beer. But there is no no chocolate in that at all. I like this. This is good. Can I, I'll be honest with you. So last night that was the first beer that I started on, um, and. <clears throat> And when I have other beers and then I have this one, it completely changes the flavor of that. And it brings out more of the, the flavors instead of just starting out with this one straight out. Yep. Um, this one, I liked it yesterday. I really like it tonight, t- today. Good. Yeah, I yeah. was thinking about that while we were drinking it. Like, I'm tasting some of all the other beers, you know? Yeah. Hey, give okay. me that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to be your be the made up. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You're crushing it. Yeah, I like that. Once you're, fin- once you're finished, give me your cup. So, wait. yeah, I like that one. Yeah, you're going to be feeling good. In a minute, man. Yep. Yeah, we're feeling good. It's, it's, a chi- it's a little chilly out here, so this is working out pretty good. It's to warm us this, up. This yeah. is beer drinking weather. All right, so there's, there's your two. Next one's the Murph, Murph right. IPA. We saved the IPAs for the end because we knew better. Yeah, you don't want to mess up that palate. No. All right. So, tell us about the Murph. Of course, with the alcohol and Dolomite, your taste buds are probably gone. Hey, buddy. I want you to drink, Murph. Hey, buddy. Here we go. It's very danky. Smell the dankness Remember, in we it. talked about the dankness with the IPAs. Yeah. Well, past- I learned that from my pot-smoking 16-year-old, the dankness. <laughs> so. I don't think that was the first time you've experienced the dankness. I'm no, just no, saying. actually, I, I, I will admit that I did smoke a bong, oh, we blame bong with a water bong with hot dog water in it in college. Did you make a beer out of said hot dog water? I did not, but I did smoke a bong <laughs> with hot dog water once. <laughs> did you add any mustard powder to no, it? No, I didn't. It was actually just a standard. Okay. Just, I think it was like, you know, uh, Circle Q, K, uh, hot dog, the cheap the cheap ones. So it wasn't a fancy ones like uh, Steve used. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, so the Murph, tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, so Murph is our staple beer. Um, that is the one that is going to carry over from the old system to the new. Nothing's been changed on it. Okay. Other than the fact that it's on a system that has the right tools for the thing to be brewed right. Um, we were able to maintain temperature control on that, and we haven't ever been able to do that with Murph. And, um, you know, not surprising. I knew what we could do with that beer because already the reason we upgraded was because of Murph. Murph made all this happen. Hmm. Um, it's the one beer I put in cans and send out. It's the one beer I have in kegs at restaurants. Um, I would put that up against anybody's IPA, and usually when I do um, – it wins or at least is good enough to stand with them. So where did the name Murph come from? Um, Murph is, uh, it's named after, it's twofold. It's a CrossFit workout, and I used to do the CrossFit. um, But the CrossFit workout is named after Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who actually died in Afghanistan um, uh, back in the early 2000s. And um, it's it's an homage to him. The workout is because he did a, a pretty particular CrossFit workout that was really brutal. Um, every Memorial Day, we do the workout in honor of him. Um, it's a mile-long run. Where you, then you come in, wow. and you've got 100 uh, p- 
pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and ending with a mile-long run. Um, and this guy did it daily. That was his what? workout. I think, I think I'm going to opt in for, to drink the hot dog beer with the mustard powder instead right, versus of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've done it. I've done it in under an hour. Um, I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, you can't walk for a week afterwards. but <laughs> He did it daily, though. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my bad. And he wore a 20-pound vest while doing it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Up to this point in my life, I've probably done all of that. Right. But it's taken me 40 <laughs> pounds. Right. Is this a double IPA? It is It is close. That's okay. very good. Very all good. Right. So it's 7.5%. And so you, uh, you know, doubles, that starts what a double or an imperial really is. Um, we don't call it a double. We're kind of on that tail end of it um, or the beginning of it. But we just it's our standard big boy IPA. Um, that's one of those. I mean, Murph is delicious, but you you drink three of them, depending on the size, um, you will feel Murph. He will make his presence known, and he should because the personality of Murph. Uh, we want his his presence and his sacrifice to be known. Uh, Murph is a West Coast IPA. It is a standard traditional West Coast. I mean, we use big American hops. We're looking for that fruity, floral, citrus pop in your mouth. It's not overly bitter. It's balanced well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's this a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Beer. And, and when you mentioned the citrus, it's almost like if anyone's ever taken like a, a citrus rind, like an orange rind, and they actually twist it, and you mm. get that kind of effervescence yep. of yeah. the the smell of it. Yeah, uh, you kind of that's what it tastes like. Yep. Yeah. So you know, I'm not an IPA guy. Just across the board, don't like them. I like that. Thank like you. I'll drink that. Again, Thank maybe you. today. But <laughs> <laughs> we got it serving upstairs. I didn't bring it yeah. down, but it's up. Uh, all right, so we got the last one coming up, um, and what is this one? This is the five and dime. Yeah, that's the pr- that's oh, the pri- I, that's the price of it. Shoot, I forgot about it. You forgot about I it? I did. Well, I was looking over here. I was trying to count. We've released a lot of beers this week, so yeah. The f- so sorry, I'm trying to get my equal amount. The <laughs> I'm just giving him a splash over here. Yeah, so that's all I no, need. I that's all I need. This is I'm the just, first uh, rendition of the five and dime, and this is what we're looking for a a complimentary beer to Murph. Um, something that's not 7.5%, uh, something that's a lot easier drinking. Murph is a wonderful beer to drink, but like I said, it messes you up, sort of like Dolomite. Uh, the five and dime's not supposed to be that. Uh, we want this to be a crusher, almost sessionable beer. Um, and it's sitting, you know, around 6% or so. That's what that is. It smells real citrusy. I haven't tasted yeah. it very yet. citrusy, yeah. piney, a lot of, lot of uh, I get pineapple out of it, maybe even a little bit of mango. There's some tropical notes in there to me. Um, and it's, uh, it's, yeah. it is not technically a hazy, but the yeast we use is called a Kavik ale yeast, um, and it hails from um, overseas. Um, this type of yeast doesn't mind what the temperature is, although we did temperature control it, but it puts off some of those kind of farmhouse saison qualities even into the yeast, or to the beer. Um, and it, what it also does is really help out bring out the fruit flavors, and that's what we got. And uh, speaking of that pineapple, I get that, but it's almost like when you're cutting a pineapple. You know, that anytime yes. you cut like a yes. fruit, you get that kind of just bouquet yes. of smell. Um, yeah, mm. I, I definitely get the pineapple. Now, I, I almost want to put this in the glass with like some rum. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like a cocktail. You know, you are, we're on the same page because I thought <laughs> the same thing. I'm like, this is huh. almost a cocktail you beer. Could, you could almost make a cocktail with this. Yes, absolutely. I think I might have some rum in the truck. So. <laughs> I may have whiskey in the truck. Um, no, so this uh, there's a couple tweaks we're still going to make on this. Uh, this is not the final. I was proud how it came out being the first run on, on the big system of a new beer that we want to be a staple. Um, there's a few tweaks I'm going to make and some big decisions on the flavor profile that I want. It has been received better than I thought it would be, like mm. really, really well. People are digging it. It is not a hazy IPA, although it has a haze. The haze comes from the yeast, but it was not meant to be a haze. The juiciness, and I equate juicy to it, comes from the yeast as well um, there is some residual sweetness from that and uh, so I like that part of it I really would like it to clear out I'm looking for something that's completely see-through on this beer okay. I've got to make some adjustments so that clarity comes through those are the type of beers I want so uh, yeah that's the staple now we do have a pale ale that's not ready it's actually called the Little Rob Pale Ale and uh, we're naming it after Little Robert. It's long, paying homage to him. It's an English-style pale, so I'm excited for that mm. one. Uh, the Five and Dime, I'll tell you, is named after our building as well. Our building used to house McClellan's Five and Dime store. In fact, they have a mural on the side over here. Where we are at now, that's where people would come and shop, at the Five and Dime. Huh. And so that's paying homage to that part of our history. For you millennials, that was the base of the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to make any Doppelbox anytime soon? 
sorry. You're good. You're good. I didn't know where to go with it. I'm just, this is kind of... <laughs> um, what's the question? Doppelbach. You plan on making any Doppelbachs? Um, I love Bach beer. Mm -hmm. And it's work and it's time because Bachs are loggers. They've got to sit. They've got to condition. Unlike ales can condition a little bit quicker. Loggers, no. To have it beautiful, you got to have a lot of patience. Um, I do have it... Um, I haven't thought about a, a, a Doppelbach, but there are Bachs in the work because I'm a huge fan of Bach beer. So how long, how long does a Bach have to sit for? Oh, you're talking four to six weeks easy. Okay, okay. Oh, wow, that long. I mean, I, but you do, you know, we've talked on previous shows that you do custom orders and stuff, too, for, like, events yep, or whatever. Absolutely. What's the minimum on that? I'm just, just kind of curious. I'm asking for a friend. So Minimum what? <laughs> beer. I, like, you know, if you said, hey, I want a special beer for my event. Time? You're saying what's the minimum? No, no, the minimum. Like, uh, what, what, like, said, hey, I, I got 100 people coming. What, what was the cost of, or what is it? You know, what's the minimum order? Like a keg, two kegs? Oh, I gotcha. Eight, um, I eight, can do anything barrel, you quarter, want because barrel. no matter what the beer is that we create together, it'll be upstairs and I'll be able to sell it. Um, there you go. My sneeze blew it away. I, I smell hot dog water. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's no minimum. We can do just about anything because okay. we're going to design something really cool and really good. And no matter what, even if you only want partial keg, it's going to be upstairs. All right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna need. A, we're probably gonna need a. Uh, we should do a Southern Fried Philosophy beer. Well, I'm thinking we need to probably work out some type of blue collar cycle beer yeah, for 100%. the shop. That when we close on a cycle, we can pour it out. There so. you go. They get their own beer. Thanks, Ethan. I appreciate my sandwich. Oh, oh, oh! I thought that was for me. The, the wind here, by the way, a mini tornado just went through. Yeah, so it's, it's not ever like this kombucha stand just got wiped out by the wind. So, so that's a kombucha stand. Uh, that's what it said. I'm reading backwards through the sign, but oh, it says yeah. uh, buh, there's a B word. And yeah. This is kombucha. Watch your mouth. It's a family show. Uh. Not that B word. There's more syllables. <laughs> What's kombucha? I'm just kidding. I know what it is. is kombucha? It's like liquid snot. Yeah, I've never had it. I was actually kombucha talking about Big Delicious. Megan. And Eddie over here at Burlequin Kombucha. He's local here in downtown, and he makes some pretty killer stuff. Yeah, me and Megan were talking about it upstairs. It's a ferment. Yeah. Basically, it's a fermentation of bacteria set in a juice, and you left it, or a, Not a juice. Not a juice. Water-based. Tea. Tea. Okay. And it, it, fer, it ferments. It like, he doesn't know either. <laughs> no, but what it does is kind of like sauerkraut juice, or pickle. It's it's a fermentation yep. that actually has probiotics in it. So yes. okay. Okay. Um, so it's wet. Okay. It's very good you. for you. It's, it's good for gut health. If water's wet, then kombucha's okay. wet. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That's so all we, may, we may interview him and see if we can get some of that over here. So oh, that's oh that'd be awesome. I can't drink it. It's, it's you delicious. can't. I cannot. That's one of those things. I that's a no no on my list. It's it's on the list. It says medically. Okay. Medically, medically, I cannot drink kombucha. Oh wow, I've never had it before. So I, I that, can that drink. Could be a fun. I, I, this is how messed it up. Messed up it is. I can drink alcohol, but I cannot have kombucha. <laughs> and that's supposed to be good for you, isn't it? Like it helps. Yeah, you. it's supposed to be for digestive aid and things like that. Yeah. Don't oh, drink well. too much of it. I mean, it, it'll it'll um, it'll regulate you. <laughs> oh, so uh, I, if you haven't I, pooped I, in a I while, can use that actually. So you, your two options here: if you haven't taken a mite kombucha, yeah. If you haven't <laughs> if you haven't been taking a poop in a while, you either go to McDonald's or you get you a, 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 a jar of kombucha. Can, steak and shake was this the reason for that, right? Or, can I can I can I give that to my three month old? Can I? Because I oh I've got I've actually got the perfect remedy for that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, you you told me that, and it works by the way. No, uh, no, I haven't told you the oh, secret remedy. There's a different one. There's a secret remedy for for constipated kids. Okay, what is it? You rub the belly counterclockwise. Yep, yep. Absolutely. For real? Yeah. Aww. If you rub the belly counterclockwise, they I will basically. We just give the. Or if you uh, break the seal, that helps sometimes that, too. Yeah, yeah, but do what? Uh, do I have to pat them on their head and rub it counterclockwise? Just make sure if you break the. Just make sure if you break the seal, you actually clip your nail ahead of time. <laughs> I thought you just give them whiskey. <laughs> Can you guys do that? Pat your head and rub your belly at the same time? Oh, I could do it. I don't know. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. <laughs> People are looking at us right now. Can like, you do it doing? both directions? Can you alternate? Can you pat your belly and rub, rub your head? That's the question. Oh, I don't know. Go. I think the, right. the, 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 the dolomite may Did be affecting it? my senses. So, Chris, what's the beer that when you go up there and you, um, you're just going to pour something in your glass as you sweep up? What are you putting in your glass? Murph. Murph. No question. Hands down. That's it. Easy decision. I would do them all, but it's Murph. Can we also talk about the the brewery and how that's changed significantly? If you haven't been to, to Red Hill in the past month, 
hey, buddy, it looks completely different. Yeah. It's opened up. We tore down a lot of walls. Uh, we, we, if you will, feminize it a little bit on oh. purpose. We, we wanted to get some more females up there. We wanted them to be comfortable because we understand if they're comfortable, they're going to bring them in. Okay. Um, or their other significant others. It doesn't matter. But the point is, uh, people tend to follow the women. Of course. That's um, normal. And we needed it. We needed a softer touch. There's a lot of character. There's a lot of grunge. There's a lot of hard lines and things going on up there. And we just need to soften it up. So tearing on the walls helped the lighting. We brought in more lighting. Freed us up with room. We exposed our brew house to folks, which was a really big deal That's for really me. Cool because looking. people didn't really understand. I don't think they understood what we did. Yeah. Um, we'd say we brewed back there, and we'd point to the system, and they look back there and think we're actually cooking spaghetti, not actually. <laughs> <laughs> That'd um, be an interesting beer. You know, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I could write a book on how to build breweries with um, you know, uh, duct tape and zip ties. And that's okay. what we did. But we grew up a little bit and said, no, you know, we've got to put some care into this and some thought. Act like we want to be here and we belong. And to do that, you you got to brighten it up a little bit. And so, yeah. by like I said, tearing on the wall, softening it up, the ivy, the really fun, cool features. we got a mural. Did you see the griffin? Anybody notice the griffin at the bottom you, of the right, stairwell? When you walk in. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that so was a new touch. That, you know, has nothing to do with Red Hill. Um, Caswell Turner over here, my uh, graphics person, she said, hey, let's let's brighten up the bottom stairwell. We want people to have a good experience when they walk in. You already got to walk up a flight of stairs. Good gracious, it that's puts, a flight of stairs. It puts people in a bad mood when they walk in. And the next 100%. thing you know, yeah. But now, I mean, we painted the stairwell. We did a lot of work inside that stairwell to clean it up and give you a sense of something's different. I don't know what it is, but I like it. And mm. that's the, yeah. in the comments we begin. No one's noticed all that ivy growing. No one has noticed it. But I've had comments like, something feels different. Huh. I'm like, that's just, it's been womanized, man. <laughs> uh, just a word of advice. Maybe on the stairwell going up, like halfway through, you can say, you're almost there, fatty. <laughs> just write that on the wall. So if you have like I'm four sure murphs that not be a good idea. and you go down the stairs, has that been a problem for anybody? Actually, I think what you need to do is... Uh, <laughs> Knock on like, wood, man. At the top of the stairs, you just worked off this many calories. Oh, that's a oh, good idea. Go back up and get some more, right? That that's is it. actually an amazing idea. Because I, I think of that every time I walk up the stairs, I'm like, because I'm, no, I'm no, always. You are, yeah, something about earning your beer as you go up the stairs. Yeah. You know, if, if there's 250 calories in a Murph, then yeah, we could break oh, it yeah. down in every you stair. Have, like, yeah, yeah, three steps you in. You this just earned three beers. beers. This is like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, I like that idea. Brand your, well, like, your staples on the, like, you get like halfway up, okay, this is the stout or whatever. And then, like, three-quarters of the way, this is the Murph. You just, right. Yeah, you just earn this. But, see, you still, uh, but you still have to pay for it. Yeah, because, right. see, a lot of days right. I do a 1,500-calorie well, like diet. Like a Dolomite so. stout, you'd have to go up and down and up and down three times, and then you earn it. Yeah. That, but yeah. that's all right, because that's, that's perfect with the CrossFit gym downstairs. CrossFit. You're, yeah, you're right. You yeah. are right. <laughs> yeah, mm. man. There cool. you go. Uh, also, you, you've got some big rooms up there. Can uh, Beautiful, beautiful rooms. That's what she them, said. One of them is a smaller, <laughs> intimate room. Large tracks he of He's like, you got some big, big rooms. Rooms. Rooms up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you can rent those out, right? Absolutely. So the, the white room is a little bit more of our private room. Yeah. That's where we try to point folks because what's happening is um, our, our tap room is sorting, uh, sort of starting to take over that red room, the bigger yep. room, yep. like we're seeing last night and today. Um, but, yeah, you can absolutely rent them out. If you want to rent out the red room, I do it for you um, with the understanding that you are basically renting a portion of the tap room. There's nothing customizable in there. Mm-hmm. You're going to get what you get, which is a cool thing. You're right yeah. there at the bar. I just won't let other people come into that room at that point. Gotcha. But it's yours to, to have fun with. If you need it private and you don't want the brewery sitting on top of you, that's cool. We'll put you in the other room. Okay. Uh, but it's always a great collaboration to do it in a brewery because you, you – got the alcohol covered if you need you know that little bit of a buzz to help your party go i mean we, we get people going doing baby showers up there that's How a monthly you? occurrence baby i'm gonna have a baby shower if you need quiet shower in the brewery if you be quiet and private though go to a jehovah witness uh, kingdom hall that'll, that'll be private and quiet yeah well there you go <laughs> didn't think about that option uh just to make sure they're not pregnant while they're doing the baby shower oh that while well, they're absolutely they're not drinking okay no, we okay um, now, it's not illegal that. to drink when you're pregnant. Right. Um, Surgeon General just said that's probably but, uh, not a good idea. ABC frowns upon it, and so we, well, I've never had that. No one has ever come up pregnant. Okay. Past All right. So. Just making sure. Chris, thank you so much for letting us thank you guys, pick man. your brain. Yeah, man. Love you guys.
love you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, appreciate you having um, us. This is going to be, uh, and I know it doesn't matter once this is recorded, but I'm telling you guys now because I'm here with you, tonight's going to be epic. The bands that we got upstairs, we got a massive light show going on. We've, I saw we've that. created a, a concert hall in that red room. Wow, I thought it was a bar mitzvah. <laughs> like at bar mitzvah, bar mitzvahs I've done. It is, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, <clears throat> Fused Echo, they're a local band. Um, three-piece band and then you've got Revelwood which is more of a regional band out of Charlotte and they're coming up and they're pretty big and uh, we're about to rock the house awesome it's nice. gonna be sweet you yeah. deserve it man three yeah. years that's uh, that's yeah. big because I mean that's the telltale sign of a business three years no we we continue to sacrifice and you have to do that if you want it to to thrive or at least have a chance to thrive right. and you never know what tomorrow's gonna bring absolutely I'm not worried about it um, I enjoy what I'm doing and I, I'm Hey, we'll just keep going. Your paycheck, I don't think you can deposit uh, your beverages of Murph that you drink daily, but, you know, that's... It's deposited. (laughs) (laughs) And spent. It's deposited somewhere. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Chris. Appreciate Appreciate it. Well, we didn't record any of that. We're, this is our first show. All the way from this the top again, guys. <laughs> all right, so let's start all over. Uh, we've got Eddie here with. Uh, can you tell tell me your name again? Uh, the, the name of the company. Borinken. Borinken. Yeah. Uh, and they make kombucha. Tell us, our, our listeners, uh, what kombucha is. And I apologize. We did this before, and I forgot to hit unpause. So this is why I never pause it. What is kombucha? <laughs> so kombucha, like I said, is a uh, uh, fermented tea beverage. It yep. starts as uh, just regular tea. And then we add what is called uh, SCOBY. Uh, it's a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. Okay. So it, what, that's what actually ferments it and makes it into the kombucha. And during the process of fermentation, it feeds it with a bunch of like probiotics and healthy acids. Uh-huh. So it's kind of the same bacteria that you find in yogurt and stuff. So it's really good for your gut. Oh, okay. And then after the fer- uh, you do your first fermentation, once you create the kombucha, then you can add like beer or any other fermented drink. You add adjuncts to add the flavors. And pretty much that's how you can create different kind of notes and uh, yeah. fruit flavors with the kombucha, which is the best part because you can make... Oh, pretty much anything if you can find a juice for it or a fruit for it you can make kombucha out of it wow um and, and you you brought us two different flavors we've got the pineapple and what was the other one guava guava uh, i'm not familiar with guava oh, i have man. ate a pineapple before i love that flavor but so, this this is my first kombucha i've always been afraid of it like i just see it i'm like i don't know what it is and i'm very adventurous i'll taste anything <laughs> and i mean that i'll taste anything once <laughs> All right. So, anyway, I mean, yeah, but uh, almost anything was. But the uh, this is really good. And I was we were just saying this before we didn't record. It reminds yeah. me of like the Tropicana, like fruit juices, you know, like strawberry banana. Or, right. Uh, yeah, the best part about it good. is when we created it originally, like I said, I was trying to find something that was low sugar, that was tasted good. Because the, my yeah. main thing was it, it got to taste good. If it doesn't yeah. taste good, I'm not going to I'm not gonna even bother. Right. And we were able to make it to the point that, I mean, tops, we get six grams of sugar for every 12 ounces. Oh, oh wow. wow. So even That's a person that's keto, right? Yeah, even if you're Almost, like a low yeah. sugar person, you can drink this stuff, enjoy it. And even if you have kids and you're trying to get them off soda, yeah, it's good enough that any kid can drink it and enjoy it and not have to worry about is the kid going to be climbing walls in the next 20 minutes? <laughs> so how much of this can I drink before things start going sideways for me? That's what I want to know. You'll get bored of it before you get anywhere oh, near okay. that. <laughs> Just check. You'll have to drink gallons of it before. <laughs> so it is safe for kids. Kids can have this. Yes. There's no alcohol present on it. That okay. was another one of our biggest things. We did not want to have any alcohol in it. So pretty much anybody that, because we all been there. We all been having to have medicine or something, go to a bar with some friends and can only drink water. Yeah. And then the bartender gives you the first one and the second one, he starts ignoring you. He don't want to talk to you anymore because you're not buying anything. Yeah. But with this, you can actually fit in, even if it being by, like I said, health reasons or religious reasons, you can drink the stuff and feel like you're part of it. Yeah. I said this before. Um... I had kombucha one time, and it was so vinegary, I had to spit it out. Like, I couldn't take it. But this is really, really good. Like, I would honestly drink this stuff, and normally I've turned my nose against it Mm -hmm. because it tasted awful. Your stuff is legit. Like, it's really good. Thank you. 
And like another one of our things is if you see all of our cups are biodegradable, so we produce no okay. trash in our company. Wow, it's zero trash. All of our tea bags are biodegradable. <laughs> all of our cups is biodegradable. Everything is 100% biodegradable. Wow. So we produce no trash. Here's here's a, a key thing I'll tell you is everything is biodegradable. It just takes a long time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is the, the what, what is this again? Guava. Guava. Oh, he, guava. he said guava, to be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he, said, he said guava, but it, with a cooler accent. Oh, okay. well, yeah. oh my guava. gosh. It's guava. That's oh, my gosh. That's good. I like that. Dude, I could just drink this all day. And there's no, there's very little sugar, so you said, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, all the sweetness you taste is mainly from the fruit. It, it tastes so sweet. Yeah. But you got to think, like... Uh, I mean, all these sodas and stuff like that have so much, like, corn fructose and stuff like that yeah. in there. Not even real sugar. This is natural sugars, yeah. you know? Organic 100% Man. cane sugar. This is making me feel way better Very about good. what we just did before this with all the beers. So. <laughs> yeah. well, this this actually makes me feel better about the hot dog I'm about to eat. So. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's good. To I be like honest that. with you, I was very uh, n- not nervous, but I was like, "What is what is this going to taste like?" Yeah, dude, I'm sold 100. No, I think uh, especially you know we're coming up on the new year here soon, mm-hmm. and people always do the New Year's resolution. Yep. And there's a lot of people out there that are hooked on sodas. This is a great alternative. It gives you that effervescence of the soda, but without without all the guilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and if you've had it before and it's not and it's vinegary and nasty. You need to buy, and I can't say it. I'm sorry. Barinke. Barinke. You got to buy this. You try this if you had it before, and it just tastes like vinegar water. Yeah. So fantastic. Yeah, that's our biggest. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That's our biggest like hurdle trying to get people to try it because you got the two type of people: the person that have had it before and loves it, and they're like, "Okay, I'll try it." And then you have the other people that had it one time. Yep. And they're like, nope, tastes horrible. I don't want to try it ever again. And that's our biggest like thing, trying to get them to try it. Because once they try it, they're like, oh, my God, this is like nothing I yeah. had before. 100%. He, uh, producer Brian asked me upstairs, like, what is kombucha? And I said, it tastes like. Uh, he said underwear, I believe. Yeah, underwear <laughs> from 1960 put in water. It's awful. <laughs> and then uh, Chris said, we should have you on and try it. But, man, this is the biggest surprise of the day. Thank this you. is Thank fantastic. You. I'm loving it. Yeah, now so just put some alcohol in it. <laughs> where, where do I get this? If I like, I don't live in Concord. I live in Charlotte, but I want like cases of this. So right now we're trying to little by little expand. I mean, we're only been open for about four months. Okay. On wow. it, it's a self-funded company, so no, we didn't took any big loans. Everything okay. has been experimenting by ourselves. Because sadly, when you go to the beer business, there's a lot of people that can tell you, help you figure out issues. With the kombucha, we didn't have anybody. Huh. So wow. everything was like, we're trying this way, and then too fizzy. Okay, let's try this other way. Let's try this other way. And we were lucky to have people like Chris from Red Hill, um, my friend of mine, Bane, that they own breweries and they experimented with some of this stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, we all just got a whiff of grilled onions. <laughs> Something happened. Oh, right. <laughs> we just forgot our names for a second. Like, hey, what was Steve, that? right? That's what. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What is, what is that smell? Okay, we'll, I fi- have we'll it. figure that out in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry. But congratulations on try, trying to take a gamble on your yeah, own. Yeah. No absolutely. Your own that's awesome. I mean, it's better than working for somebody else, you know, and yeah. making them rich. So. Yeah. I mean, I work for, I, I've done a lot of work in my life. My parents own ca- uh, cafeterias in Puerto Rico. Okay. So they, I've been involved in food. I graduated culinary arts from CPCC. Um, I worked for a race team. I mean, I, I've been in a lot of different oh, wow. things. Wow. And the thing that makes me, that pushed me to do this mainly was I work for a corporation uh-huh. and just seeing people getting fired for no reason, sure. people with family and everything. I was like, I want to do something for myself that if it fails, it's because of my fault, yeah. not because somebody just decided to kick us to the side. And plus, my big motivation is my parents, they're, my dad is 55, my mom is 56. They work in Puerto Rico and they're, every day they wake up and they work and work and work. And I tell them, I'm like, you can only do this so long yeah. before your, your body just can't do it. So my main goal is that I'm just trying to retire them, bring them up here, wow, have cool. them work for the brewery little by little, nothing too crazy, and just have them have be able to retire. Yeah. And die. What's the process when you're trying to to get a, a batch, I guess, a, a amount? Like, how long does it take to go from starting to finished to get a, a pro, get a complete process? So our production, being that we have so uh, like our tanks are so big, uh-huh. it can take up to a month. Wow. But in a lot of cases, it really depends on the temperature. Okay. 
this is this is a living thing. Um, it, you have to see how much sugar you're adding, um, what's the temperature in the surrounding areas, uh, all that stuff, and that all affects it little by little okay. uh, on how quick you can do it. That's why a lot of like home brewers, we actually run tests on our stuff. Okay. So we have some desire, acidity that we're trying to reach, a sugar content that we're trying to reach. But a lot of home brewers, if you start at home with just like a one gallon batch, usually you can do a turnaround in less than a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Man, I tell you, again, blow, biggest surprise of the day. Yeah, I really absolutely. appreciate you coming yeah, we'll, on. We'll, so we'll get your information in a minute, and we'll put it on the show notes so if anyone wants to check you guys out, they can. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. So we are back, um, and this uh, this time we've got the, the Cabarrus Home Brewer Society with us, Thomas and Larry. Uh, say hello, guys. Good howdy, afternoon. Howdy. Uh, they're not just the Cabarrus Home Brewers. They're also our friends from uh, Commoners. Commoners uh, has a good relationship with Southern Fried Philosophy. Good friends of the show. Uh, but they also do so much, much, much more. Thomas, tell us about all the things you've got your hands in. Oh, wow. We, uh, so, yeah, I'm a member of Cabru, and uh, I try to get there as often as I can. Um, but uh, at uh, Commoners, I'm the brewmaster there. And... Um, Back in April, I opened up a pizza kitchen uh, because, uh, well, we needed some more food options there. Sure. And uh, actually, I think the month before that, I opened up a homebrew supply. So now we uh, supply homebrewers with uh, ingredients to make beer at home. Yeah. And so, and Larry now heads that up. Is that correct? That's kind of where I live, is upstairs with the uh, the homebrew shop, and I assist downstairs when they need me. Um, I've, I've heard fantastic things about this pizza by the way from I have Hussein. two <laughs> uh, I've, I've had three people come in and tell me that it's the best pizza they've had in their life and wow. I, think, I think they were international food critics <laughs> I have no doubt about that I, I heard and this is just again uh, rumor Bobby Flay said it himself really I, and Emerald Lagasse is that a good thing yes okay. that, that's what I've heard I don't know that I've just heard things um, so tell us about the Cabarrus Home Brewer Society. What is that, and how can people get plugged in if they want to learn more about it? Uh, the Home Brewer Society is something that started uh, several years ago. Um, gosh, I think seven, eight, maybe nine years ago. Okay. It's been a while. Sounds right. Um, and uh, they get together once a month, and um, they bring beer that they've brewed themselves, and they have a meeting where they kind of hang out and they talk about uh how to brew and different equipment and stuff like that um, and basically learn from each other mm. it's like instead of instead of going on YouTube and finding out <laughs> where do I oh is this a good video okay yeah, this, this, this guy doesn't know how to do a video at all they sure. they just get together and share all their information they share equipment you know they invite each other over to their houses to do uh, to do brew sessions to make beer mm-hmm. and uh, generally whenever you're making beer people bring beer to drink and yeah. so if you invite a bunch of people and throw some food out people will congregate and hang out while you're brewing and uh, becomes a party really quickly <laughs> just a good sure. time and and one I actually went to one meeting and then it, I got lost in most of what everybody was saying just cuz I'm an idiot um, but one thing that I thought was interesting is you guys have your own land that you guys farm for hops is that right they're at the uh, LMC Lomax farm or used to be called that I think it still is um, where they have uh, several varieties of hops that they do they grow it's uh, organic hops uh, that they grow and uh, I've actually used their hops at the brewery uh, to make a um, what was that that was a uh, Kentucky common sweet potato common beer. come on with it a very good beer nice uh, so I use some of their organic hops out of the hop, uh, hop farm out there nice uh, what is the now we heard a hot dog beer <laughs> that, that went south very quickly it never went north <laughs> what are some other beers that you're just like that was not a good decision uh, wow um, the, the, the thing about that is that those are all the ones you're trying to forget okay alright <laughs> so, maybe what are some of the and, and you're bringing the hot dog beer up it's just Thanks a lot. There's this taste that's running in my mouth again. Thank you for your time. (laughs) What are some of your favorite beers that have come out of that? Let's go that That's easy. That's easy. Um, So, actually, the way I got into Caparra's Homebrewing is uh, 
my partner Marty, I think, has been on the show as yep. well. Um, we went up to Yad weekend. Okay. And uh, we went to this one vineyard. We went to a uh, that we didn't really like any of their preference with taste, but they right. had a brewery on site. We're like, hey, we'll check out the brewery and uh, do the brewery tour. About halfway through the tour, Marty and I look at each other like, this looks like fun. Let's go brew. By the end of the tour, I don't know if it was the wine or the beer we had, <laughs> but we decided to open a brewery. It looked like that much fun. <laughs> and that's that's how Commerce was born. But before we did that, I was like, well, we got to start brewing beer to figure out how to do this. I was walking on Union Street in front of uh, Little Roberts right here where, on the other side of where we are, and Cabrew was brewing on their front patio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were really just... I had nothing. I had looked at YouTube. That was it for yeah. for learning how to brew. And there's some bad stuff on there. Sure. Um, but yeah, these guys just open up. You know, they say, "Yeah, come on, we'll show you how to show you how to brew." And um, it's a great group of guys. When I joined, there was a bunch of IT guys, and they're all about the numbers when they're at work. Uh-huh. Same thing when they do their hobbies. They're all about the numbers, which is very important in beer. I would um, imagine so. So it's it's it was a great group of guys to know absolutely nothing and jump in and start learning stuff so i mean yeah you you may not know anything on your first meeting you may not know what they're talking about but after you come hang out for a couple times ask a couple of dumb questions that you think are dumb they may not be yeah no Uh, doubt they're they're a great group of guys that are helping just anybody interested get started in beer and uh so i provide everything they do for their um their monthly brew sessions where they do brew off-site and show people how to brew okay I provide all the grain and hops and stuff for that. Nice. Through the Brewers Depot. Um, and then, um, yeah, they, they encourage people to brew at home. And I know I make beer and I try to encourage people to come into the brewery and, <laughs> right. and drink beer. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, all a, uh, it's all a big circle. They, yeah. they love coming and buying ingredients and then coming and trying the beers and then having a pizza while they're there. It's a really social, uh, social thing going on we got. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, try and get other people to brew beer while trying to get people to come into your brewery. That doesn't seem like it adds up very well, but evidently doing well. It's, yeah, the uh, the Brewers Depot is more there for for the, the people who want to brew. And, and most times they when they come in, they're like, yeah, I'm here. Go get Might a beer. Might as well have a beer. Might as well have a beer. Let's, let's taste it and see yeah. what goes on. So. Um, but Larry is great with, with uh, education in beer and, and helping out with uh, building recipes off the top of his head. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, you tell him you want to make a, a French Saison with uh, Thank you guys. something crazy. Yeah. And, and he'll say, yeah, that'll work. Or, no, that won't work. Or, okay. or this is what you want to watch out for, and this is how to go about doing that. This is so a great really test that. then for Larry because Mojo talked earlier about creating a Chick-fil-A sauce beer. Okay. Is that possible? Possibly. <laughs> which which sauce? The Chick-fil-A sauce from Chick-fil-A. The signature Chick-fil-A oh, sauce. Oh, the signature like, sauce. Yeah, yeah. It's like the one that has their name on it, I guess. There's no he's, other. He's quite addicted to it, and he thought, if we can make this into a beer, that would put two things that I love into one. Larry, what are your thoughts? I would probably start with something neutral or slight, something low-gravity Belgian. Okay. Okay. I can see that. All right. And then add the sauce to it. Yes. Okay. But I would do it on the back end because most of those sauces are actually going to have some stuff in them as preservatives that will prevent fermentation. Okay. Huh. So dump it in at the end. Well, you could probably have to recreate the flavor profile some other way, right? Or you could do that. Yeah. It's mainly what we've decided is it's the honey mustard. Right, it's like a honey barbecue kind it's of a vibe. barbecue, yeah. and then the ranch. Those three things. If we can make that into a beer, we might be it's on to basically something. the sauce I used to make on my plate in fifth grade in the cafeteria. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, worst case scenario, that beer would make a great marinade for chicken. There well, you there, go. There is yeah, that yeah. worst case scenario. <laughs> Mojo, we're trying to get your Chick Fil A beer going. Um, so, uh, Larry, if somebody wants to to learn, not not learn, but they want to buy the products to. Uh, make their own beer, they come to you, right? We've got pretty much everything you need to, as far as getting started making beer, and uh, I keep ingredients in stock. Okay. So you go in and you say, I need 50 pounds of corn. I would have that. You can get that. Okay. All right. Um, And where would they find find Larry? If they need to say, Larry, 
Help me out. Where do they go? Well, we're in commoners. We're built out on their cold room. Um, if I'm not up there, I should be downstairs, possibly leaning against a bar. But okay. usually upstairs. Okay. So they'll go to commoners brewery, and then I'll ask for Larry, and then they'll, they'll get to go. At the order of pizza while you're waiting there, right? Oh, that's right. a good idea. Yeah, so you can have a beer and pizza while Larry, Larry puts your ingredients. Yeah, he'll be done in 30 minutes, so go ahead and uh, yeah. yeah. We call that amenities. <laughs> that, that, that's on purpose. <laughs> the amenities. <There> yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, cool. Thank you guys for coming on. If people want to go to uh, the Cabrew Home Brewer Society. You said they meet once a month. What day do they meet, and where do they meet? Second Thursday. Second uh, Thursday. Red Hill. Okay. Second. Right. Yeah. So you can come here to Red Hill. Have. Um, learn more about beer now what are you guys doing over there we we were thinking you guys were making hot dogs but what's going on at the tent at the so Home Brew you now? can see steve there he's the one that actually made the hot dog beer uh fortunately <laughs> fortunately he is not uh designing this recipe i think okay uh, it's a hoppy wheat it's a hoppy wheat beer okay and and so you guys are actually making the beer here on site correct how wow that's hot um how long does it take to make that beer Brew day is going to be, you're looking at probably four to six hours. Okay. Um, and then probably two or three weeks in fermentation. You At that point, you'll either decide to bottle condition or you'll, you know, force carbonate in a keg. Okay. All right, so not that long. The other guy, right. the kombucha guy, was saying it took months. For you guys, just a couple weeks. It's, yep. it's a different, uh, different fermentation Whole process. different process. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on yeah. to the show. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, we will have all their information on our show notes. So if you want to participate and make your own beer. One more thing I want to on. add to it. We got a, uh, in this spring at Commoners, I'm going to be teaching a class through Rowan Cabrera's Community College. Oh, wow. I've done that a few times. Uh, this is the third semester I've done it. Okay. And I teach all about brewing and beer and history and tasting. Lots of tasting, actually. Um <laughs> But we, we uh, it's, it's through Rowan, so if you go on their website, um, in hopefully a couple of weeks, it'll be up there, and they can sign up for the class. It's okay. like, it's about 75 bucks. Well, that's not bad. It's four Mondays for two hours. Okay. And two Saturdays for eight hours, and it's actually a continuing education credit. So you can get, like, college credit for that? You can get college credit for it, yeah. Huh. Wow. If you, can, if you can convince your company that it's a continuing education for your whatever you do, yeah. I mean, you could just you could rename it or something to you know. Right? You can rename it whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's seventy-five bucks, and it's uh, twenty-four hours of class, and uh, we go through anything you can think about without with uh, beer. Wow. And, uh, so, and, and like I said, a lot of tasting. Uh, and actually, there uh, one of the Saturdays we brew on my equipment at Commoners. Oh wow! And the other Saturday we brew. Uh, the class actually designs a recipe, and uh, the Homebrew Society. Uh, Cabrera's Homebrew Society comes and they set up about eight or ten setups on my patio on a Saturday. Holy cow! And they all brew the same recipe, and my class switches between brewers, so you get to see the different kinds of equipment that everybody's using, and then oh, we combine wow. all that uh, work, and all that work that everybody's put, and put take it in and put it in one of my fermenters, and then uh, and then at the end of the class you get a, a can of the beer that you designed. Oh wow! And help make very uh, cool at the end of the class. So nice. $75, it's worth it just That's for the beer, cheap. the tasting. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. All right, so we'll have that information also in our show notes. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so I think that's going to wrap us up for Craft Concord. Guys, what did you think? It's a beautiful day for podcasting out here. <laughs> uh, 50 degrees, overcast. I don't think it's 50. I think you're being generous. Windchill, well, according to the watch that told me it was 33 when I left the house at noon, which was wrong. What's the real feel? Me, That's okay. what we have to go Let's through. Say, what's it feel like? The it feels feel. like. Well, I, I have my own built-in thermometer, uh-huh. and it says it's kind of in the 30s. <laughs> Where does that look? Where does that come from? Where is it? I want to see it. It's 50. I mean, my, my technology is telling me it's 50 now. You can wow. trust it if you want to. <laughs> it's a brisk 50. Um, oh, I see what I did now. Okay, <laughs> temperature's going down. <laughs> Thursday, the temperature I was looking at was going to be great. It's uh, real Phil's 43. Today's not Thursday. Okay, that okay. makes more sense. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, po- on a positive note, the band has stopped. So and, that, that uh, is a positive. That's right when we're getting ready to wrap up yeah. the episode here. Nailed it. Uh, what do you what'd you guys think about Red Hill's new new lineup of their beers? Uh, delicious. Um, I think Chris had a great idea with Craft Concord. I'm not sure who, how many people 
if it was solely his idea, which I meant to ask, or if it's just something that is a collaboration. But um, I hope they keep keep it up. Yeah. You know, because I know, um, you know being our, our home turf now, this is kind of cool, and hopefully yeah. it can grow into something more. Because obviously the city of uh, city of Concord is horrible at. Uh, continuation of events, <laughs> hence the uh, hops and heat that was supposed to be this weekend. Right. They canceled it because right. um, I'm not sure what happened. I think there. the problem was is you you didn't sign up to to make a chili, so they were out. I think the I think oh. the problem with City of Concord is they just they don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, now. I mean you, you saw how you saw how long it took to pave a road around here. Now, so. keep in mind the Concord Development Corporation is right next to us. <laughs> On Saturday, on. what? Uh, how about Where? you? Where? Well, Johnson was right over there a second ago. I don't nah, know where he went to. That's all right. I oh, mean, well. I, I, you know, if I hurt feelings, I hurt feelings. Yep. I will say that I am intrigued by the, the axe throwing. I do want to go Oh, do yeah. That. So uh, it, it's we'll, right next to the... Uh, the uh, the big tasty. The peace, the peace pipe, uh, patchouli oil burning, um, amethyst uh, crystal energy <laughs> positive booth. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, there's an awful lot of rules there with axe throwing. <laughs> Don't walk in front of the bullseye. Wait to walk up there until people stop throwing. Only like, one person yeah. allowed in the cage at a yeah, time. That's silly. Come I on. I think there's probably more rules with the uh, the. Uh, uh, patchouli burning uh, peace pipe, <laughs> amethyst crystal energy place. But so. the axe throwing place does have a little like rock stone like heater over there. Uh-huh. Oh, do well, they? that's cool. Oh, yeah. that's nice. So cool. that's you worth checking out probably. Yeah. So you can warm your rocks up there. Yeah, you warm your stones and then uh, go show <laughs> how big they are on the axe pit. That's I like fantastic. That. All right, so we're going to wrap it up, guys. We had a great time out here in Craft Concord. Appreciate you guys for tuning into the show. Uh, check out our friends at Red Hill. Uh, also, I'm so stoked about this kombucha. I'm going to go back to it and try that. Uh, Our friends at the Cabarrus Homebrew. Uh, Also, there's like the sweet spot if you want some giant A cookies over there. Uh, Why don't we get samples of those, man? How do we get that? Yeah, we need to go over there and ask them. So we need some free samples. Oh, I mean, uh, interview. Yeah. (laughs) So the cookie lady over there. I'll hit pause and we won't even record. (laughs) I got you. It's okay. Um, But, hey, again, thank you so much for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, yeah, guys, go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. Uh, you can also check out our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Uh, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin, but really go to our uh, mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast, type in Southern Fry Philosophy. Hit the subscribe, the review, the rate. Uh, just give us a rating. That's all we ask for. We don't ask for much, but just go, <laughs> go give us a rating. That's how we move up in the old podcast like algorithm. And subscribe. Yeah, exactly. So wherever you, wherever you listen to this app, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Second second inter, or second podcast of the week, man. Wow, we're nailing them. <laughs> uh, thanks again for tuning in, and as always, keep looking up. <laughs>